Got my eyes straight ahead, got my head in the game With the red light on, I'm just waiting for the change Keep my head down low Hi, I'm Jay Fallon. Thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope. So I am asked, probably on a semi-regular basis, uh, I'm asked why. I'm asked either about my beliefs, my, my Christian faith, my belief in the Bible, or I'm asked why I would believe it. I'm I'm asked uh, to prove, to prove uh, why, why I would believe why the Bible is true. And, you know, I'd been thinking more and more about what answers I try and give because sometimes I feel like I get a bit long-winded because you're trying to explain things to people and, you know, you don't want to miss miss anything out but it's a, it's a big topic and I, I don't want I want to if someone asks me the question and and ask you to try and explain your faith and why you believe something why uh, why it is I follow the bible the teachings in the bible why it is I believe that uh the god that god described in the bible is the one who created the heavens and the earth I mean, part of it is I find it so fanciful that uh, people would believe in evolution. It seems like such a far-fetched theory. It, it it takes more faith, I think, to believe in to believe in evolution. It seems so blatantly obvious to me that someone had to put the universe together. But yeah, I, I try and answer these questions, and I just um. And and lately I've been thinking more and more about something, trying to answer it in a more succinct manner. And I, I know, I look at, uh, I know what really, really convinced me beyond a shadow of doubt that this God who is described in the Bible is the God, is the one and only God, is because of Bible prophecy. Now, the Bible predicts has predicted the future. Um, I think well, one. I think I've read, I've heard that close to somewhere between twenty-five and thirty percent of the Bible is actually uh, is actually predicting Bible prophecy is actually predicting the future. Uh, and I've actually heard that something like the lines of along the lines of twenty. There's like twenty-five hundred, two thousand five hundred. Um, Bible prophecies, prophecies in the Bible, and a vast, vast majority of them are all to do with with Jesus, and all to do with his his first coming, and then all to do with his second coming, and and a vast majority of them have already come to pass. We can actually look back and say, well, these things happen, and you know, a couple of big things that convinced me, and but you, we can talk about the fact that Jesus is, you know, he was predicted that uh, Messiah would be born and the way he would be born, the town that he would be born in, um, you know, the, the way, how his, who his family would be, what his lineage would be. And all those things would be so hard to actually manipulate just to try and make it, make it uh, fit into Bible prophecy. It's virtually impossible to try and manipulate those things. And, you know, 2000 years later, we're still talking about Jesus over 2,000 years later. But you think, okay, well, 
you know, that's not something that we can prove because it didn't happen in recent history. You know, did Jesus even exist? People ask. And then you, I, I look at um, the nation of Israel. The Bible predicted, said that the nation of Israel, the people of Israel would be taken out of their land twice. The first time would be for 70 years. The second time would be for a very long period of time, but they would be kept as a nation. They would be kept separate from the rest of the world. Basically, they would keep their their kind of their culture, their religion, their heritage, but they would have no home, but they would be brought back into their land right in the, in the last days. So, and I would encourage you to look these things up yourself, okay? And I'll actually, I'll, I will drop a link for someone I think you should look at. Um, Don, uh, Don Stewart has very good um, explanations and you can take you through all the scriptures in the in the Bible that explain these things. And so I look at the the nation of Israel, which only came into existence in 1948 for the second time. Second time. It's the first time it's ever, ever been done that a people have just wandered the earth. They were they classified themselves as Jews. They were the Jewish nation. Um, and you know, approximately two thousand years later, they all came back uh into their land. They were they were brought back into their land. Um, and yeah, you know, obviously people write and argue about these people being true Jews, true Israelites, whatever. I don't, quite frankly, I don't really care what you say. Okay, it's 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 just the fact that we have these people here who always classify themselves as Jewish people. They followed this religion, they followed this beliefs, they have this lineage, and now they're back in the land, as the Bible said they would be, um, in the last days. And then yet people still argue about it. You sit there going, I, I you know, it's it's if if you can't look at the facts and be convinced, well, I don't know what to say. So there's these kinds of things. And then there's other things, you know, when when the Bible said, hey, in the last days, there will be, it tells you what to look out for, what what is coming. It talks about how we're going to have this tribulation period, how we're going to have like a one world government, how politics is going to be so, uh, what do you call it? Like so, um, oh, what the word, <laughs> it slipped my mind, but uh it's, it's going to be globalized. It's all going to be brought in together. It's not going to be so, it's not going to be just spread all around the world. It's Everything's going to come together politically and everyone's going to say, well, we need a one world government. We need a one world leader. Oh, and you know, this, this government, this one world leader is going to be able to control whether you buy or sell. And the Bible said in Revelation 13, this will come to pass. We're going to have this time period where you will not be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. Now, a few, even, I don't know, even a hundred years ago, it would be just mind-blowing. You wouldn't even be able to work out how someone could control everyone around the world to not be able to buy or sell unless you have some kind of marking on your body. It's hard to even comprehend how you could achieve that. And yet now we can see exactly the kinds of things that are in place that you could achieve that, that you can monitor everyone around the world. And we see that the that governments around the world are starting to put these things into place where they can, where they want to, everyone wants to get rid of cash. They want to get rid of physical cash and put everything digitally. Australia is, is 
leading the way and being being the guinea pig for getting rid of cash. They they're trying to go. We've got banks who are going completely cash free. You know, even McDonald's in Victoria, apparently they're not taking cash anymore. Completely cash free. But the thing is with cash, you can you can control you can control people a lot more. You can monitor people. You can surveil people. The ability, the best or the greatest, not best as in good thing, but one of the the big things that people don't really consider when it comes to this new cashless society that we're running towards is the ability to conduct surveillance upon people. Uh, just every little aspect of their life. So all these things, these these are all these things. So I was thinking, I was trying to think, well, what's the best way to be able to, to answer these questions when people ask me and I want to be able to tell people and and really convince people that God is true. And um, because not only do people ask me about my faith and why I believe and you know why they should believe in God and what makes God of the Bible any different, people people also I've noticed anyway, people also want to talk about the fact that all, all there's all these wars going on and there's all this trouble going on in the land, in the world, and everything seems to be in just this massive, massive turmoil. Nothing, <laughs> there is, there barely, barely seems to be any kind of, any place of peace. I was saying to some of the guys that I work with the other day and, um, you know, they, someone talks, said something to me about, oh, you know, these wars that are going on. I said, and isn't it funny how here in Australia, you know, where, you know, I just finished mowing my lawn. I think it took me nearly two days. You know, <laughs> it's so hot here. You know, we're worried about the, we're worried about how much money we're making. We're worried about, um, you know, is the cycling going to come into my area this week? Uh, you know, cost of housing, um, cost of living prices, uh, you know, and the, the, the government seems to be screwing this population over by, hey, you know, we've got, we haven't got enough housing, we've got all these homeless people, but hey, let's, let's allow more people into the country because they don't seem to be able to make all these, any kind of rational decision anymore, which again is, I think it's, it's straight along the lines of biblical prophecy. This is what you get when you have a nation that denies God and denies the existence of God. But anyway, so these people keep talking to me about how there's these wars and these everything's going on, everything. Everyone knows that things are escalating. People who aren't Christians know that there is something wrong in the world. Something is wrong in the world. Uh, and, I, you know, I was listening to, I think it was uh, Mark Hitchcock talking about um, the possibility of World War Three, And one thing... When, uh, when I think I mentioned this actually earlier in a, the very start of the year, I, I don't think 2024 is going to be a great year of peace. I, I think it, the Bible seems to say that, uh, if I'm reading this correctly, that things are just, you know, as we're getting heading towards this tribulation period, things are just going to get worse and worse, harder and harder. Times will get tougher and tougher. And, I was listening to Mark Hitchcock and reading some stuff about um, John uh, Don Stewart, one of his his books, and I was reminded, yeah, okay, of Matthew twenty four. Reminded Mark Hitchcock was talking about it actually, 
and uh, and it was in Don Stewart's book. So reminded because they were talking and writing about it. Jesus says, you know, because his disciples have asked him about the signs of the times and the end of the age. And I've spoken about this before, okay. And and Jesus said, now he said on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when these things will be uh, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. So I think, okay, well, that's, that's kind of comforting because take heed, no one deceives you. So you could be deceived, but don't be deceived. He's telling us, he's laying it all out. Many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. But be careful no one that no one does deceive you. And he goes on and says, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Yeah. And look, I'm going to bring up a couple of headlines, uh, headlines for us to look at, and just you know, when when God's saying, um, I'll bring it up so you can see all this. When Jesus is saying, "You will hear of wars and rumors of wars," let's check out check out some of the headlines that are getting around at the moment. You've got the global con- conflict tracker. Uh, this headline here, wow, what a headline. Putin ally says World War Three will definitely begin soon in the Middle East. It was a couple of days ago. Uh, the Sun in the UK, world at war. World War Three has already begun for West's enemies from Russia to North Korea. We're all in this now. Uh, another headline, Germany's preparing for Russia to start World War Three. Leaked war, war plans reveal... Um, there are some other headlines. I couldn't bring them all up, but uh, Pakistan, Pakistan and Iran, which are two Muslim countries. This is the thing that I don't really understand. But two Islamic countries, they're nipping each other now, making threats for war. Uh, China, China making threats about Taiwan. They're not happy about their latest election. Uh, China and the Philippines are niggling at each other as well. Uh, I was reading another article where Japan is niggling at Russia because Russia has some islands which Japan considers are theirs in their in their uh, territory. So Japan are niggling at Russia. Um, at the moment, you know, the Houthis are firing all these missiles. Um, the US, the UK and Australia We've always got to be in on it. You know, they're out there um, fighting back against or attacking, helping yeah, uh, helping against the Houthis. Uh, obviously, we've all, also got people over there helping with Ukraine. is still going on, Ukraine, Russia war. I think I said ages ago, I think I actually think we're actually already in World War Three. We're just using our proxies. But getting back to what, you know, my, my thoughts on how to answer when people say, why do you believe the Bible? People ask, why do you believe in the God of the Bible? Why don't you believe in evolution? There's too many 
too many things, and when I say too many, actually everything that the Bible has predicted uh, so far, it's not been wrong in any of these things. And like I, like I said, I still don't understand how people can look at just just that this one thing of the nation of Israel being brought back into this land. These people that wandered around, the Bible said that they would be scattered to the far ends, the four corners of the earth, and that they would be brought back in the last days. How, you know, for a group of people to keep their culture, keep their language, keep their identity as being Jews and wander the earth for approximately 2,000 years, 2,000 years they were kind of this separate group and yet they were brought back into the very land that they were kicked out of 2,000 years years ago. And the Bible said that that would happen. And it still blows me away that people don't look at that and go, well, that's, you know, that can't just be coincidence. When, When Jesus is sitting there going, hey, when it comes towards the end, you're going to be hearing wars and rumors of wars. And yep, there's always been wars, but we are hearing the rumors of wars and we are hearing of wars more than you've ever heard before. I'd heard statistics that something like there's 35 conflicts just in, just in Africa at the moment, wars and rumors of wars. Later on, Jesus also said, um, Because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. This is in the same section. Because lawlessness abounds. I was looking at what happened in Papua New Guinea just a couple of weeks ago. You know, there was a little glitch. There was something went wrong with how the police were getting paid. So the police go and have a bit of a hissy fit. So, well, we're not working for the night. We're standing down. Absolute mayhem. Mayhem erupts in the capital in in New Guinea, and there's rioting, looting, people dying, lawlessness just abounding. The last couple of years, we've seen lawlessness abound more than any time I can ever remember, sweeping across from nation to nation. Even here in Australia, people, we've got, you know, the war in the Middle East within on the Gaza Strip, and we have people protesting, not just protesting, but on the verge of rioting because of because they they're not happy with what's going on over in the middle east people not respecting law when you when you read through all these things jesus said all these things would happen wars and rumors of wars because lawlessness will abound the love of many will grow cold and i look at that and think yeah the love of many we just we don't have People talk about love, and yet when when you listen to how they refer to love, it's it always seems to be about lust. It's not really about love and loving one another and supporting one another. It is hard, hard to find genuine love in people anymore. So when when I have people asking me why I believe why I believe in the God of the Bible, why I believe the Bible is true. It's, it all comes back to Bible prophecy. The Bible, God in the Bible made predictions. He said 
And predictions doesn't seem like the right word to me because God doesn't predict something. God just tells you this is going to happen. It's not, a, oh, maybe this will happen. I predict this will happen. When I say I predict something will happen, it's, you know, I reckon it'll happen because it's kind of a best guess. But when God's saying something will happen, it'll happen with utmost certainty. So that's why when Jesus said there'll be wars and rumors of wars and not just, you know, nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom, people groups rising up against other people groups, lawlessness abounding. It seems to me that that is describing the exact time frame that we're in right now. And it's just getting worse. When the Bible describes how we're going to have this one world government, we're going to have this monetary system where someone will be able to monitor you and you will not be able to buy or sell unless you bow to that person's will and you can all see that happening it seems blatantly obvious to me that the bible must be true so when i read the bible and in john three sixteen says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in, in him shall not perish, but have ever, everlasting life. If all those other things are true, well, then that must be true as well. That must be true. So that, that this Jesus that we're talking about, who lived 2,000 years ago, it must be true. Everything else, you can't have all these things being true, but yet this one thing is not true. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. I would encourage you, okay, I'll put it, put up some links for uh, resources. You can go and check it out yourself for uh, Don Stewart explaining a lot more about Bible prophecy. This is, it's not coincidence. This isn't just fluke. These things don't just happen by utter chance. If you want to leave things up to chance, well, go and keep believing in the uh, absolutely ludicrous theory of evolution. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the craziest, absolute craziest thing I've ever heard of. But if you, if you if you want to know the truth and you want to look at something and, and consider something thoughtfully and honestly and, and ask the question, well, how did the earth get it get into position in the exact position that it needed to be between the sun and the moon? How did that happen? How is it that we, the atmosphere of the earth is the exact, the exact mix that we need to be able to live, to be able to breathe, to be able to survive, for plants to live, for plants to grow, for animals to live. This can't have just grown out of nothing, which is what the theory of evolution tries to tell you. It's like the stupidest lie. I, I don't. Anyway. But when God in the Bible says, hey, these things are going to happen, and we see that these things have happened, and we can see... Oh, yeah, these things look, these things that the Bible says are going to happen, they haven't happened yet, but we can see they're very, very likely to happen in the very near future. You've got to look into it yourself a little more seriously.
and don't just take some other people's word. Look into it yourself and work it out yourself. Anyway, these things are going to happen. I look at all these headlines and it says, you know, all these wars that are happening. And I think it's kind of strange that uh, Australia, we're just sitting here at the moment. Like I said, I'm sitting here kind of waiting for a, the possibility of a cyclone to come and, uh, you know, thinking about other things in life, how hard it is to mow my lawn and this kind of thing. But the world is virtually on the brink of a world war. Uh, but I do take heart in the fact that Jesus said, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. These things are going to happen. These things are going to get harder for Christians. <laughs> but I would encourage you to look these things up for yourself, because the last thing you want to do is be getting towards the end of your life and sitting there and going, what is life all about? I wonder if God is real but all your life you've been betting on evolution or some crazy trumped-up idea like that. Anyway, that's just my opinion. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. They just fuel the desire they will take me high.